0: Well, good morning, church. It's been an eventful week for many of us, okay? Uh, It's been an eventful morning, and, uh, you know, it is just exciting to to know that in spite of everything, Jesus is Lord. He remains King, amen? And things may go wild around us, all the unexpected stuff can happen, but... um, we remain joyful and we remain hopeful. Amen. And then, and then there are those days where sometimes you just uh, you wake up in the morning and you don't really feel like a Christian. Have that happened happen to you? And, and then you go to work and, and people on the road make you do and say things which Christians aren't supposed to do and say. And then you say to yourself, I'm definitely not a Christian. And uh, then eventually, sometime during the day, you say, "Oh God, just, just, just forgive me, Lord. I need to, I need to do better at this." Um, And and you realize, as you start speaking to God, that God is not mad at you; that He's still listening to you; that He hasn't struck you down or anything like that. And uh, it's because of who He is—His love and His compassion. And his understanding of human nature. And he doesn't give up on us. And if we will just continue walking with him, slowly but surely, he starts fine-tuning us. And today he deals with this, tomorrow he deals with that. And then and then he says, Let's see if Valdir has well, that's my name by right for those who do know. If Valdir has developed a little bit more impatience, let's see if he's being patient. And so he organizes something to test my patience, you know. Something, anything. A car breakdown, something in the house, maybe a neighborhood power failure for almost two days. <laughs> and then I go, crazy? Because I want to have done on Thursday, I've got to come on Saturday and work like crazy to do it. Listen. We all have those days. And if sometimes you you think, man, you know, I'm just not living up to... mm, I I, I want to encourage you today. We live in a real world. And so more than ever before, we need to encourage one another. We need to connect with God, get close to Him, and of course, not give up. And uh, my message this morning is titled... Make your faith known. Make your faith known. In other words, have you got faith? Do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe in something? Make your faith known. That thing that you believe in, that thing that's inside you, that thing that governs how you love and the choices you make, make your faith known known amen make your faith known now you may think oh i know i know you're preaching like this because because some people are going to baptized today they're going to get wet and and, and those are the people you're talking about because they today they're making their faith known everybody that gets wet today we know they believers in jesus christ they've told everybody they have faith in jesus so this message is for them uh, partly yes but no this message is for everybody it's for every believer. <laughs> and even if, if some unbeliever is listening or watching, it's kind of for you too. So listen carefully, okay? Because this message is for everybody. Make your faith known. But let's begin with those who are being baptized, okay? Because uh, we have, we have an- 10 people going to be baptized today and, and some of them are scattered over here. You have some youngsters at the back as well and not so young at the back as well uh, who are being baptized. But... You see, your decision to be baptized, when you, when you decide to be baptized, that's one way of making your faith known. Uh, You know, I decide to follow Jesus and my next step is to be baptized. And when I get baptized, whoever's there gets to know and it's, it's, it's a, a witness. You know, it's a decision. Now, Colossians 2.12 says the following. Buried with him, buried with Jesus in baptism in which you also were raised with him. Okay, in which in the baptism you're also raised with him through faith. There's faith, okay, in the working of God who raised him from the the dead. So, why do people get baptized? They get baptized through faith in what God did by raising Jesus from the dead. Amen. It starts with faith, faith in Jesus. And because of faith in Jesus, you have this act called baptism, which is a resemblance it's an image it's a picture relating this to that what is that that is when jesus died was buried and rose again amen and when we get baptized it's a symbolically we are dying to the old life we are burying it and then we are being raised up to a new life a new life in christ it starts with faith and through baptism, our old life is buried. Amen? So, in fact, water baptism has a, a threefold meaning for the believer. Let me share it with you. Threefold meaning of baptism. There it is. It, it, it represents obedience. It's a declaration. And it's an identification. Keep those in mind. Those three words. It's obedience, declaration, and... And identification, keep looking at them. The first one, obedience. The main reason, the main reason why people get baptized is because Jesus said so, <laughs> okay? Why do I get baptized? He said so. I'm following him, Jesus, and Jesus told me to be baptized and I'm obeying him. That's the main thing. Uh, you know, that's what he said. Let's quickly look at two verses. First, what Jesus said. Mark sixteen sixteen. Jesus said the following. He who, what? believes he who believes and is baptized will be saved but he who does not believe will be condemned so what you need to do to be saved believe and be baptized but what what happens look at the second part he who does not believe will be condemned you see belief is what saves you it is believing in Jesus it's not baptism that saves you. you need to make it clear because there are some people that believe, man, if I get baptized as an adult, as a child, as a baby, they sprinkle me. When I get baptized, I get saved and that's it. Then I'm going to go to heaven no matter what I do in my life. I can steal, kill, fornicate, steal, I'm going to go to heaven because I was baptized and baptized. No, no, baptism doesn't save you. Baptism is a symbol. It's a ceremony. It represents something which has already happened inside. That's why you first have to believe and then be baptized. That's why we don't baptize children and babies because I can preach my best sermon to babies. They're not going to get anything. They cannot believe. They're going to listen to this uncle and just going to laugh at me, smile. But comes a point in our lives when we begin to have a little bit of sense. Some people are over 40 and still developing that. But it's okay. But comes a time in our lives when we begin to understand things. Then we begin to understand about what Jesus did, and and that I'm I need salvation. I'm a sinner. I you know I, I tend to do bad stuff and evil stuff, and and I need somebody to forgive me. I need to go back to God, and and so we understand that Jesus came to die for us, and then we we, we accept Him and. And and that's it, and then we believe, and then we can be baptized, amen? So believe and be baptized, who believes and is baptized. Now Peter, here is Peter speaking on, on that first sem- sermon on the day of Pentecost, people are listening, and at the end of his message, they say, what must you do to be saved? Listen to Peter's answer, Acts chapter 2, verse 38, Peter tells them, repent, repent, And let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Repent. In other words, believe in Jesus. Uh, Turn away from your false beliefs. Turn away from sin. You know, go 180 degrees and go towards Jesus. Believe in Jesus. Repent. Put your faith in Him. Trust Him. Believe. This repent means to change your mind. Change your thinking. To repent means to, I'm going this way. When I repent, I realize, hang on, that's the wrong way. This is the right way. I'm going this way. That's what repent is, means. Change your thinking. Repent does not mean to feel, to feel guilty because you're caught. It's very easy. You know, you, you've got your hand in the cookie jar and, and mom's walking. Ah! And then you, you, you get caught. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's not repentance. You've, you got caught. You're trying to get away now. Repent is when you realize, you know what, this is right, this is wrong. I, I need this, I, I don't need that. And you change your thinking. And you say, you know what, I'm going to follow Jesus. I, I believe what he did for me. I believe he died for me on the cross. I believe he's Lord, he's Savior, he's the Messiah. Uh, I, I believe that, and therefore I'm going to follow him. You see? And that's, that's repenting. That's believing. Repaint and be baptized. So there it is again. So that's the first step. It it is, it is, it is obedience. It's an act of obedience. Just as believe and be baptized. So to be baptized is an act of obedience. It is my choice. And if I truly believe in Jesus, if I truly love him and I want to be his disciple and follow him, my next step is baptism. In committing my life to Him. Then baptism is a declaration of what I believe. You see, when I believe, when I repent and when I believe, it happens inside. It's internal. It's, it's in there. You don't see it. But I know it happened over there. I, I know where I was when I made my full commitment to Jesus. I, I was a Christian, I believe. But there was a day in my life I says, you know what? I'm, I'm going to stop playing games. Because at the time in my life, I kind of had a, a, a foot in the church and, and a foot in the world, you know, and, Trying to do this balancing act. I, I was doing that trick in a way where I was going, you know, if, if this is heaven and that is hell, I, I wanted to see how close I could, I could get to hell without falling in. How close can I get to sin? How, how much can I enjoy the world without really getting sucked in? It's a dangerous game. A very dangerous game because so quickly you can be sucked in and then it may be too late. I could have taken an overdose and died. By God's grace, I didn't. Okay? And there came a day in my life, I said, you know what? Enough enough playing games. I'm giving my life to you. I'm following you, Jesus. From now on, I'm following you. But nobody saw it. I was sitting in the back of a hall. God spoke to me. I made my decision. Told nobody. It was just between me and God. Well, my next step was to make it known. And so the next opportunity I had, I got baptized. And then everybody who knew me said, hey, there's well, (laughs) dude. And now I know what he believes. And I've maintained that commitment. And so, that is a declaration. Baptism is a declaration of what happened inside is being done outside. And then, baptism is an act of identification. Like I said just now, Jesus died, was buried, and rose again. And in baptism, and that's why we baptize in water and we dunk you in the water because the Greek word for baptism, baptizo, means to dunk, to submerge. Okay? That's what it means. And that's why they never translated that word into english because it would cause ripples in the church because by that time they were like a sprinkling people and if they translated dunk people in the water there's going to be problems so i just anglicize it from greek baptizo baptize and yeah we said to the word but it means to do that and it's a symbol of go in the water die get buried and come up again and so it, it, it is a reminder of what jesus did he died he was spirit. And then three days later, he rose again. That's why when I baptize today, I'm going to take you. I'm going to put you in the water. And three days later, I will. <laughs> nah, don't worry. <laughs> Won't even be three seconds. Believe me, just this quick. Okay, just a symbolic thing to remind us that you're dying to the old life. And like Jesus, we are being born again to a new life, or raised up to a new life. It's also a reminder to us that, you know, one day, we are going to die, and somebody's going to bury us. But when Jesus returns, we're going to get a new body, a resurrected body. You're going to rise up again from the dead, and you're going to live with him forever in the new heaven and the new earth. So that's the, 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 the declaration and the identification that we have with Jesus. But make no mistake, you to make your faith known is not just for the people being baptized. It's for all of us, because to make your faith known is a way of life. Let's read quickly what Jesus said about it. Matthew 5, 14 and 16. Jesus said the following. What does it say? No, there must be something wrong there. Because if it is Jesus speaking, he should have said, I am the light of the world. Is Jesus confused? Because one time he says, I am the light of the world. But if I'm reading that thing correctly, what did it say there? Who is he talking to? You? You, you, you're right. You see, we, we, we like to, to run away from responsibility and put it on God. God, you God, you know, you, you're the creator. You'll sort things out. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, a, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. I'm just going to sit in the corner and watch. Uh, he says, hey, you are the light of the world. Wow. You are the light of the world. You, my friend, you, my brother and sister, you watching, you listening. It is you who brings light to this planet Earth. You think about this. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and then hide it. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Oh, here we go again. You see, the light that is inside you is your faith. That is your light. And you're going to behave and act and work according to your faith. Now, remember what Jesus, Jesus said. He said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So you see what he's doing? He says, he is the light. But if you follow me, guess what? My light is in you. And now, you are the light. Because where is Jesus physically now? In heaven. He ascended to heaven. He sent the Holy Spirit to be where? In his church. In you and I. In those who follow Jesus. Therefore, the light of Jesus now resides in these temples called our bodies. And together, the Bible calls us the body of Christ. And so, if we follow Jesus, his light is in us. And he expects us to shine this light. How? By your good works. Amen? So if you have Jesus, you're not walking in darkness. Jesus also said the following. Listen, he said the following in Matthew and Luke. He said, if then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? You see, you can have the bright light of Jesus. Or you can have a dark light inside of you. There are some people walking this earth with dark lights. You read about them every day. They cause terrible crimes. Terrible destruction. Wherever they are, it's like hell is there. Huh? Don't look at me in that tone of voice. Think a little bit. Why? Because the light inside them is not the light of Jesus. It's a very dark light. And wherever they go, there is evil. That's why Jesus says, man, what darkness it will be. He also said the following, see to it then, that the light within you is not darkness. You see, a lot of people think they've got the light. They call themselves enlightened. Ever heard people saying, we are the enlightened generation. There are even churches called enlightenment church or the enlightened church. Because they've discovered something beautiful and wonderful. Much better than the Bible and Jesus and Christianity. Whoops. Be careful with what light is in you the devil is a deceiver and he disguises himself as what an angel of light but he brings what darkness and if that's the light inside of you wherever you walk you show forth darkness Hmm. but notice verse five let your light shine that they may see your good works and glorify your father so light is demonstrated by your good works in other words your life your conduct demonstrates your light demonstrates your faith What are we learning from this passage? Listen to this this statement. Our actions, all right? Our actions reveal what we truly believe. You don't have to tell me what you believe. If I spend time with you, maybe if I work in your company, if I work for you or with you, um, if we... Going to have lunch together, you know, a couple of times and so on. Without talking about religion, without talking about faith, if I hang around with you, after a while, I will know what you believe. And you will know what I believe. I don't have to have a t-shirt that says Jesus loves you, you know, or carry the biggest Bible I can find, or have stickers in my car. No, my conduct will reveal what I believe. Your conduct reveals what you believe, your actions. Did you realize that? That's what he's saying over here. You see, now there may be light in you or darkness in you. You cannot hide it for long. Your actions will be in line with what you believe. What you believe about God, about eternity, about life, about death. And all these things govern the choices that you make, the decisions that you make. And as a follower of Christ, we should be in constant fellowship with Jesus. Through prayer, Bible reading, fellowship. And then we can be led by the Holy Spirit. And so we can let our faith be made known to those around us. That's what he wants from us. Look what Peter said. 1 Peter three fifteen to 17 But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. And always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. With meekness and fear. That is, be ready to make your faith known, you see. Having a good conscience. That when they defame you as evildoers, those who revile your good conduct in Christ may be ashamed. For it is better, if it is all of God, to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. Oh, that's a mouthful that Peter said over there. What a mouthful. Man, you need to to kind of work through this. But you see, it starts inside. Sanctify God in your heart. It starts with what you believe inside. Do you believe in Jesus? Have Have you taken time to ponder about him? Uh, do you believe everything about him, or some things about him? For some people, they say, "Oh, Jesus was a wonderful teacher." Others say, "Man, he was a a a a a moral, you know, pointer to us. You know, we can go back to him and man, learn so much." But I don't think he's God. Listen, if you don't think that Jesus is God, then don't call him a good teacher or a a, a guy with good morals. Because a good teacher and a guy with good morals doesn't go around lying to people. And Jesus went about saying that he can forgive sins. In other words, he's God. That he's going to die and and come back to live again. He, he, He spoke and he conducted himself as a son of God. And therefore, if he was not God, he was a deceived dude or a liar. And deceived dudes and liars do not make good teachers nor good moral examples. So we have to believe that Jesus is who he was or we don't believe in him at all. But if you believe in him, you sanctify him in your heart. You, you believe it with your heart. You put your faith, your trust in him. And then he says, be ready to tell people. Be ready to make your faith known. People ask you, why are you so weird, man? I do go to church every Sunday. How'd you guys sing and clap and, you know, and why'd you read that old book, man? That Bible, don't you know it was written by men? Ah, it's been proven to be wrong and full of mistakes. Why'd you do that, man? Well, are you ready to very calmly, without clapping the guy, just giving him a good answer? And you see, this passage says that not everybody is going to accept your answers. Some people are going to reject you, some people are going to become violent against you, and some may even want to kill you in south africa we don't think about that well not yet but some of our brothers in some countries they cannot do what you're doing right here their life is at stake simply because they believe in jesus what about you are you ready you guys watching you guys listening huh are you ready to make your faith known even if it's going to cost you your life amen let's quickly look at at james jesus brother he said the following in chapter 2 verse 17 and 18 thus also faith by itself if it does not have works is dead but some people will say you have faith and i have works well show me your faith without works and i'll show you my faith by my works here it is again you see now, now here it is again it says, i'm going to show you my faith by my works my conduct is going to show you my faith what i believe and some people must interpret this as oh you see you've got to work for your salvation you've got to do works so that you can, you can. no 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 he's not talking about works here guys You see, some people believe that you have to work to be saved. You don't. Jesus paid the full price. Say full price. Full price. He paid for everything. There's nothing you can do that can help you to save yourself. He paid the full price for you. So we don't work so that we can get salvation. The works that we do is because we have salvation. We don't do works to earn points with God. We do works because we love him. And again, we want to obey him. So we want to live a life according to his will. So we begin to adjust things in our lives. We adjust the way we speak, the language we use. We adjust our attitude. We adjust the way we present ourselves, the way we do things. Why? Because we want to align ourselves with his will. And in fellowship with God, he teaches us and instructs us. And that's why some people take a bit longer, some people take a bit slower. But the important thing is to be on that journey with Jesus, believing him and allowing him to change us and not thinking that we're going to be saved because we. imagine if salvation was based on works. Oh, man, I'd be so proud because I'd come here and I'd look at you guys and say, Hey, how many times have you attended church this year? I've been here practically. I've been, i the attended church more than you. I'm a better Christian than you. Hey, how many times have you swear words this week? Ah, uh, I use less than you. Can you see what's happening? Every time we compare notes and I've done better than you, what's happening? Pride. And pride is a sin that destroys. And if we start basing where, people judge each other, I, I see the people that base their faith on works, they judge each other. "Oh, I do this charity, but that person he, 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 Come on. There's nothing you and I can do to earn salvation. All we can do is throw ourselves in the arm of Jesus, believe in Jesus. But then there's lots we can do because we love Him. And because of our saved, and because He empowers us, and because the Holy Spirit is in us, giving us strength to do these things, because the Holy Spirit gives us a desire to do this and that and this and that for the kingdom of God. Amen. So, understand this. This is, a, this is a statement which I've used before. I want to repeat it again, which is this Grace is not opposed to works. Grace is opposed to works, sorry. Grace is opposed to works, but it is not opposed to effort. What does it mean? Grace is opposed to works. You cannot work for your salvation. It's only grace. You cannot work for your salvation. It's only grace. But grace is not opposed to effort. Grace allows you to put effort into becoming more and more like Jesus. As you read the Bible, it takes effort to obey God's word. It took effort for you to leave your home and come here and sit here today on a hot morning. Amen? Amen. It takes effort to if you decide to, to read your Bible. It takes effort to pray. It takes effort to say, Lord, help me to change my behavior, to do this, and then allow the Holy Spirit to, to help you. It takes effort. Now, grace is not opposed to effort, but it's opposed to works. Amen? And in verse 26, James says the following, as the body uh, without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. So the spirit keeps the body alive, and faith keeps your works alive. Again, what we said before, our actions reveal what we truly believe. Our actions reveal what we truly believe. And some people say, oh, but I believe in God. But they think that's enough. They don't have to do anything else. No, 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 no. Listen to verse 19 of James 2. You believe that there is one God, you do well. Do you believe there is God, one God? Ah, wonderful. Even the demons believe and tremble. So if you believe there is one God, you've reached demon level. Encouraging, eh? Oh, Pastor, I came to church to be encouraged this morning. I came to church to be told that if I believe there is one God, I've reached the demon level. <laughs> now you see, because a lot of people out there, they say they believe in God. The demons say they believe in God. But they have not, demons have not committed themselves to following Jesus. They do not follow his commands, they do not honor him as Lord and Savior, they do not recognize him as their Lord hello and a lot of people say oh I believe that he's God I believe that he's Jesus I believe he died I believe he existed but are they following him are they committed to him are they committed to doing what he said to being disciples you see that is what a follower of Christ is not just believing but following Jesus said you're my friends if you do my commandments if you follow amen All right. so What's it going to be for you? Huh? What does your Sunday church behavior look like compared to the rest of the week? I mean, we come here and we greet each other. It looks so nice and so I love my brother. And we watch what we say and how we say it, and we're so polite. And <laughs> what happens when you get home? What happens tomorrow at work? What happens tomorrow on the way to work? Are we still this? And guys, that's what God is calling us today, folks. That's what He's t- t- calling us to—to to live out our faith, to make our faith known by our behavior. Amen. As I close this message, um, I wonder if the worship group can come forward, and um, if an usher, please notify the kids' church that you are about to start a baptism, please, and uh, that those ought to be baptized. Can somebody go and tell the people at the back that they are to be—you're gonna start. And, um, and also, if those of you who are being baptized, uh, if you'd like to quickly go and get your towels and get ready, welcome to do that as well now, okay? As I close, Jesus said the following. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. He said the following. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Jesus has all the authority. Is numero uno. You can't get higher than him. And when you believe in him, when you put your faith in him, you've got your faith in the highest Authority. Hmm? Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. No nations to be left out. Baptizing them, those disciples, those who have believed, those who have repented and believed. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That's what you're doing today. Teaching them to observe. To observe means to obey and to do. All things that I have commanded you. So there are some things that Jesus commanded us and we have to do those things. And lo, I am with you always. Oh, there's so much hope and so much comfort in this because sometimes following Jesus can be tough because sometimes, you know, you want to follow Jesus. You want to be a good example. You want to be an example to the community, to the world, to everybody else. And then you fail or or someone nearby you fails and it affects you or something goes wrong with finances or with illness or with this or with that. Ah, And And you think, man, this is not working. But it is working. Because you know what? Even in those times, Jesus said, I am with you to help you get through those things. Sometimes we will have difficult days. Sometimes there will be sad moments. Amen? And so, no matter your status in society, every believer is called to make their faith known to those around them. First, by being a disciple and living according to biblical principles. Then, by using opportunities to share their faith, as you heard read earlier. Amen. Not in judging people or, or forcing people to believe or imposing you know, your faith on others, but lovingly, okay? Explaining, sharing clearly, led by the Holy Spirit. And sometimes people will still reject you, but at least you've done your part. As followers of Jesus, we are called by Him to make our faith known by our actions. Now, listen does that mean that we are perfect? No, none of us. We're all in the production line. Some of us are a little bit ahead. Some of us are a little bit behind. But none of us have reached perfection yet. The only day we'll be perfected is when we see him face to face. Amen? When you're in his presence. Okay? But until then, we are being shaped and being molded. And so we are not. We are not perfect. And that is why we need the salvation that Jesus gives us. We will still make mistakes. We will sometimes disappoint. Sometimes we will hurt others. Sometimes we will make the wrong choices. But we are not alone because Jesus is with us. He's there to help us so we can turn to him for forgiveness and guidance. A child of God does not live to sin, but lives to please God and follow commandments of Jesus. But when he does sin, Jesus is there to forgive, guide, and move on. Amen. You can make your faith known. Amen. Shall we do that together? And if more and more of us do this, this world will be a better place. But we need the Christians to start rising up and being who they are every single day, not just on Sundays. And today we have a group of disciples, younger and older, who are taking the step of obedience, of the obedience declaration and identification. And uh, by following what Jesus said, and as disciples, they will be baptized today. I'm going to read the names of those who have been baptized, because then you're going to go into the baptism time. And we're just going to baptize them one after the other as they come up. But we have the, pr- the privilege today of baptizing the following 10 people. Um, Refumu Prince uh, Chaoky. Martha Chaoki, and Kateko Chaoki, that is mother and, and two sons. And the mother is like being baptized again as a sign of this renewal in her faith and in her walk with her, with her family. Um, Toriso Mawirili, uh, Jacqueline Roy, Costa Lida Cost, and her husband will be assisting now. Melinda Chaoki, uh, Esther Paddy, uh, Carol Nyamakupi, and uh, Jean Marie, she's actually... Uh, I, I, one of our online uh, people. She used to be in Pretoria. She's moved to Joburg, but she's still watching us. So thank you for being with us and to be part of the church. And we have the joy of baptizing these people today. While you're doing it, the worship team will lead us in, in song while the baptisms take place. So just, you know, you're free to, I don't know, do whatever you want to do. But just praise the Lord. But when people are being baptized, let's rejoice with them. Just clap and cheer and, and encourage them. And... Um, candidates if you need your towels you can quickly go and get your towels now when you when you lap up bring your towel so that you can take it as you go out and uh and that's it and i am going to quickly get my towel and then i'm gonna jump in it's gonna be fun all right and in the meantime tanya please take over with the worship and um yeah amen afterwards when they when the baptism is done then i will close the service the guys will go and change come back here for a prayer and a, and a photo. And uh, those of you who are parents, you know your kids have a practice as well after the service, so please be patient, Enjoy some good fellowship outside and coffee. Amen. Father, help us today, Lord, to be able to make our faith known in ways that honor you. I pray you speak to every heart here, everyone watching, everyone listening, Lord God. Guide us day by day, Lord, to live lives which allow your light to shine through us thank you for your strength lord god thank you for your forgiveness thank you for your patience with us lord god we love you lord and with your help we will make our faith known we will shine our light to the glory of your name amen and amen